Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the supernatural. This week's hero is Greg Eaton from Coastal Sun Farms. A while ago we played a festival and we were given a goodie bag and inside the goodie bag was like the most delicious smelling weed and honey we had ever smelled in our lives. But on top of the package, it said something that blew my mind and is still blowing my mind until this day. It said, healthy plants heal humans. Healthy plants heal humans. I didn't know too much about plants then, but I learned a lot more about plants since then. I'm excited for you guys to get to hear what what this is I'm talking about. So please, welcome to your head and hearts, Greg Eaton from Coastal Sun Farms. Hi. Hello, hello. Um, can you please tell the uh, listening audience who you are and where you are? Because it looks really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, my name is Greg Eaton and I work for Coastal Sun, um, Coastal Sun's director of marketing, and I'm here in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So this is uh, some real, real stuff back here. Uh, luckily, it's like a super beautiful day today. It's been like rainy the past um, couple weeks, but you know how like a rainstorm goes through and the next day it's beautiful? Yes. Uh, that's like, <laughs> that's the vibes. That's the vibes today. So I decided to come out here and hang out for this. Oh, so cool. I And I didn't mean to say, yes, I know, like, like it happens a lot here. I think it happened, I think it rained here like three times, but it makes such a huge difference. Um, it's like, you can, oh, breathe, yeah. you can breathe after everything smells good. It's like, just all the difference in the world from just one day of rain. Um, but yeah, so, so you guys are in the mountains. Yeah, well, um, my my office or where I work a lot is here in the mountains. Okay. Um, the farm is actually not in the mountains. It's uh, it's just about like twenty minutes down the hill. Oh, okay. Um, from me, yeah, and it's kind of in this beautiful, uh, little valley. It's kind of tucked, um, in some hills in South County, Santa Cruz, but it, it's very much a farm. So, um. Yeah, can you, you know, talk a lot about of people, the farm, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I, you know, I was gonna say it's it's very much a farm. Like it's um, there aren't really even a lot of offices at this point. You know, um, there's like a couple trailers that they have there, and there's kind of like this cottage in the front um, where a couple people work every day that you know that are integral for like day to day operations and stuff, but it's totally a farm. Like there's a lot of people there that, um, you know, like hang out in their cars for like their lunch break. And, you know, it's just like, it's mostly cultivation. Yeah. Um, but it's really beautiful. It's, um, 40 acres and it's actually, um, the history of it is that it's an abandoned, cut flower farms so cut flowers Ooh. like like <laughs> roses and daisies and stuff like that so um you know back in like the the late 80s into the 90s uh the cut flower industry was doing really well here in California and then um something to do with NAFTA um like uh, one of the parameters of NAFTA uh aimed to undermine like the the cocaine industry in um Colombia uh -huh. and <laughs> it tried to kind of uh move like a like basically kind of subsidize a cut flower industry in Colombia and um from what i hear it played a role in kind of like collapsing the cut flower industry um, here in California, I think, yeah, I think especially up here in Santa Cruz County, there's still like one really good cut flower operation that I know about, Is but, but a lot of the, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
No, I'm just curious. Is a not cut flower like an orchid? Like is that does a cut flower mean like the ones you like hand over to somebody without a uh, planter or whatever? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much, pretty much. I think. Okay, sorry. I think it. Yeah, no, no worries. No, um, I do think the. I do think it means like you're growing flowers, not as much to be like potted, you know, you're growing plants, not as much to be like potted, but more to be um, like decorative bouquets and and stuff like that. Um, That's nice. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, (laughs) they're beautiful places. And then this, um, so this farm was this, you know, cut flower farm and there were a bunch of greenhouses and stuff. And then it went under um, and it was like abandoned for years. Um, but it's actually in this um, really amazing area of the county for growing blueberries. Like it's pretty much surrounded by by like berry farms, like organic berry farms. So this group, you know, Coastal Sun, they it was like uh, five or six friends and they were like really passionate about flipping the script on like plant nutrition which is you know it's like this it's like this whole thing um and they were like they saw the opportunity to grab that farm it had some greenhouses it you know it's in a really great agricultural zone like great farmland and um one of the founders was really into bioponics which is like growing organically in containers Okay. And so he set up this like epic um, bioponic blueberry garden and that's where things kicked off. Um, And then there's kind of uh, some, some side stories about how they got into uh, cultivating cannabis, you know, that, that wasn't really the plan from the beginning. It was more like, you know, we need to disrupt kind of conventional agriculture uh, cool. which is like devoid of nutrition. It, it's just, you know, as we go further and further into time, we're learning all of these like terrible things that have happened because of like, you know, like generations before us um, when they got into mass production, mass production of food and medicine and um, anything, you know, uh, I don't think a lot of people totally realized it at the time, but it was creating a lot of issues that now we're dealing with, you know, huge, huge issues. Yes. And so it's kind of up to us to, to make some changes. Um, and so, (laughs) yeah. And so it's, um, and that's what we're trying to do. Um, so it's this gorgeous farm. It has like sheep and lambs. Um, we're doing this new fun, like pasture rotation thing where uh the sheep and lambs like go around and munch on the cover crop instead of using like a tractor and um there's yeah they're (laughs) super cute um i got to see some of them being born earlier this year and it was like it was like so powerful you know like you don't get to see like births that much (laughs) no you don't it's not in the future it's like they keep it very hidden um but yeah well, you know like totally oh no, like when's so the last cool. time you saw a birth you know um, I don't I've never seen one like ex- ever in my life to my knowledge unless I mean I've seen like not a birth I've seen the moment when like a spider whatever egg like yeah disperses uh-huh. thousands of spiders at once that like one of those happened <laughs> above me and I, that, I was not happy wow. about that. And like, they just started descending upon me and it, it like, sh- it was terrifying, but I've never seen like a mammal, not even a bird get, get born. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I guess, sorry to, um, if I'm interrupting you, but I guess that's like, I w- all the things you just said is what I was hoping, um, we would talk about and uh, why, like without having it really any information about you guys, except that you're super nice and you sent me <laughs> or I, don't, or I uh, sampled some of your product and it was super cool. But you say on your Instagram is that healthy plants heal humans. 
Is that what it is? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to, to talk about that a little bit. It's like, it's a very powerful arena of yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I would love to talk to you about. I guess my, um, trip I'm on now, uh, is, um, over this, uh, pandemic era, um, I really, I didn't ever think about what I ate really that much. Like I would be vegetarian and vegan on and off, uh, just cause it, I, I don't know why it just didn't feel, sometimes it feels right. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but as mm-hmm. far as the actual quality of food I consumed, I just was like, me want pizza, me put pizza in, <laughs> yeah. you know? And it was like, <laughs> I didn't think about it. And then I got super sick and just by like the process of eliminating everything to see what it was, I realized the, the value of, um, and, and the opposite of value of like how, how nutrition less our food is. And that particularly in this country, um, we're not taught about nutrition. We're not, we don't advocate for, um, what's it called? Uh, preventative care. We don't know that nutrition plays a part of our health, which is so strange, but really, um, people just think medicine fixes you. They don't think that your diet or like your mental health, they think is separate from your physical health. There's just so much stuff. That's like my mind got blown when I was like, Oh my God, I I knew you're supposed to eat salad, but I didn't know why, you know? And then it's like, Oh my God, like that's our medicine is our food. Like, um, our diet is when they say like, you are what you eat. I didn't, it's like, yeah, because you're an animal, you know? Um, so I think that's mm-hmm. super cool that um, uh, just the idea of um, changing the way uh, we farm, changing the, our relationship with the land, changing our relationship with farmland, changing our relationship with plants, all of that is like super, super exactly cool. And I would love for you to talk more about all that and yeah, how you guys got there and realized um, and took the initiative to be a hero changer of that, you know, uh, that important, important step to actually fixing or helping the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're spot on, you know, all the things you just said, I, I like can completely relate. Um, you know, growing up, I actually grew up in Virginia and uh, like Southern Virginia. And I can tell you now that I probably had huge nutrition problems when I was younger. And and my parents were actually really cool. Like my mom <laughs> didn't buy us a lot of like what she called sugar cereal, yeah. which was everywhere, you know. Sugar cereals. So Kids, good. man, those. <laughs> yeah. And those like companies were like marketing to us children and making us want that sugar cereal so much. And my mom was always like, I, I had to go to my friend's house to, to get my hands on some, you know, Yeah. but now I'm sweet. like, um, yeah. <laughs> but now I'm like, way to go, mom, you know, like, thanks yeah. for, thanks for being cool like that. But yeah, it's like, there's a lot of different things, um, to unpack. And so, um, there's like two pretty big facts around most of the fruits and vegetables and, and just most food in general, um, that we eat a lot of times, even if you think you're eating healthy food, you know, like you said, like, uh, I just thought I'm going to eat a salad and I'm good. Um, and so you can really just unpack that statement right there. Like, um, number one, and where I come from in Southern Virginia, salad what people think salad is, is mostly like iceberg lettuce with ranch dressing on it and yeah, some bacon, and you know, yeah, and, um, <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's, it's mostly like iceberg lettuce is mostly water, uh, you know, yeah. maybe with a little fiber in it. Yeah. And so, I mean, so even if it was like organically grown lettuce, that's still, um, it's still going to be mostly like water with a little bit of 
nutrients. And then, so, um, in general, we don't eat enough different, um, sorts of fruit, fruits and vegetables to get a, like a variety of nutrition. But then, um, another, another couple huge key elements with food, especially like fruits and vegetables, like fresh foods is, um, the longer that a like fruit or vegetable is off the vine, um, you know, the, the more time that goes, uh, that, that occurs between when it's harvested and when it's consumed, the more nutrition it loses. Uh, and you know, I know that like, that's, that's yeah, I thought that that was not (laughs) real. Whoa. Okay. It's very real. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, we're not really meant to eat food that's been harvested for so long. You know, like uh, if you go into a lot of larger like grocery stores and stuff, they'll have, you know, like apples from Chile and stuff like that. (laughs) You know, it's come a very long way. And there's a whole there's a whole like carbon footprint thing there, you know, just shipping food, such great distances. Um, but, but also there's a whole nutrition thing, you know, a lot of that food is going to be, uh, very nutritious. And, and then there's th- just this whole aspect around, um, conventional farming and how it creates food that is devoid of nutrition. So, um, it's a, it's a monster issue. And the more I learn about it, the more it's just like mind explosion yeah. about all these bad side effects of conventional farming. And thing is like, I can't hate on a lot of conventional farmers. Like, you know, I, in Virginia where I grew up, uh, it was a huge farming community. And these, these were just families that were just trying to pay their bills and their, you know, parents, um, manage the farm and then they hand off the farm to their kids. Um, and you know, they, they have, they have this relationship with the government, uh, where, you know, they'll like subsidize uh, a crop if something goes wrong. Um, and they didn't, you know, they were just living their lives. So you can't really like point fingers at, you know, a lot of like conventional farmers, a lot of those people are like amazing people. They're just trying to live their lives and pay their bills. But unfortunately, the root of conventional farming um, has created like all kinds of problems. And it it really comes down to microbiology. So like soil, like fertile topsoil just has uh, massive amounts of microbiology within it. And that's what nature intended. And this microbiology has like all kinds of responsibilities for um, helping to create like a balanced ecosystem in nature. And um, what happened with conventional farming was that they started using uh, synthetic fertilizers and herbicides and pesticides. And um, all of those chemicals would actually like uh, kill the microbiology in the soil, which really makes it into dirt. You know, the, the difference between like, if you, um, if you're like in a desert and, or or you're in like this, the really, uh, an area where it's, it's just like dirt on top of the ground and, you know, the dirt, like it doesn't have a lot of like body to it, a lot of density, a lot of moisture, um, with fertile topsoil, if you've heard, if you've like held fertile topsoil in your hands, um, it's like, you can tell it's full of life, you know, it's like got a lot of moisture and it's like really dense and, um, like that, that's the difference is microbiology. So, so what started happening with conventional agriculture is, uh, through the use of, you know, they're trying to grow a whole lot of plants they're trying to set up like mass, you know, mass farms, uh, all over the place. And, um, the further they got into it, the more they were relying on these like synthetic, uh, you know, fertilizers, which, um, which can, you know, fertilizers, pesticides, um, short term, they, they can like eradicate like a pest problem, 
Um, they can create like food for the plants, uh, even when there's no like microbiology in the soil. But it's had like a lot of really bad long-term effects. And um, like what I'm starting to realize, uh, you know, during like this pandemic era, um, you know, immunocompromised is like a word that yeah, comes up a lot. I was going to say, it seems like our, you're, yeah, you're hearing a lot of that stuff. I feel like people's, people's tummies aren't working anymore. And uh, on and on it goes. And so many children with so many allergies and so much stuff on and on. It's like, I, I thought it was just because we had so much plastic, like everything you get is in plastic. But now that you're saying this, it really seems like if we're, we're eating paper and water and like dye and chemicals, it seems like, um, and I never thought of that. That does make sense that the farther away you are from your food being picked or whatever, the farther you are away from the way it was meant to be eaten. Um, and that's crazy. I didn't ever think about that because you do yeah when you go in the market you're like oh cool they have peaches in the winter you're like yay i want a peach yeah. so bad that's so cool but then you're like wait a second like how did i get and you'll this? and you'll notice too yeah those peaches those off-season all that off-season produce you'll notice like if you get into eating like uh seasonal locally produced organic food um, and you, and you just like, you kind of get into that lifestyle. If you go back and you eat like an off season fruit, like I used to have all time, like growing up, it, it's like tasteless, you know, nutrients actually create the flavor. Like, you know, like there's like flavonoids and phytonutrients within the food we eat that actually creates flavor. and it, they have these symbiotic relationship with our bodies where they nourish our bodies and then they stimulate this positive response within our brains. And we're like, mm, that's tasty. <laughs> and then we go eat more of it, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah. And like, really, if you eat one of those apples from like South America, that's, that's been off the vine for like a long time and it's out of season, it, it like doesn't taste very good. And I, and I've like done some experimenting. I'll go, I'll like um, intentionally go grab some of that off season stuff. And it's, it's super true. Um, you can almost taste that it's devoid of nutrition and um, you know, and a lot of people in like food deserts and a lot of people across this country and, and all over the world, um, they think that's what an apple's supposed to taste like, you know, right. and that's maybe why you can't get a lot of kids to eat apples. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're like, this is gross. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. I wonder if it's, do you know if it's like, um, I mean, I'm, I know there's a bunch of, there's so many countries in the world, but I feel like it's a, an American and kind of British problem. Like I've, I've been to a few countries and like they, and places in America, obviously, but here we don't eat seasonally at all. That's not even, I don't even think people know about that, except like, oh, it's pumpkin latte time or whatever, like, ooh, yeah. you know, like, um, or it's whatever, like, is the uh, consumer idea or whatever is being um, flashed in your face. But, and I feel like England too, uh, doesn't really play by the rules of the earth, but I feel like other countries like kind of do eat that way. And is it just because of mass production or, um, or yeah, lack of I think tradition? it's like a first, yeah, like a first world issue, you know, like the more developed a country is, I think the further we get away from the lifestyles that like indigenous communities led and like lead today. So the, 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 the really funny and sad thing is that, you know, we need, we need to get back. Like we're kind of the further we've progressed away from our ancestors and the ways they lived. 
the the less healthy we're getting right and like if you uh if you take like a carrot pre-industrial revolution that was just grown the way that you know um our ancestors grew carrots before you know mass production was um invented and then you took a a carrot today like just you know your standard carrot out of the grocery store you'd have to eat like 10 of those modern day carrots to get like the same nutrition oh, um wow. and then there's there's also this like a really powerful connection so I was talking about the the microbiology in the soil and and how that's like so key. There's actually this really strong connection of the microbiology in the soil to your gut. Yeah. Um so have you have you like um have you heard much lately about like your your gut biome and how everybody like people are starting to figure out how how key that is like you were saying to our not only our physical health but our mental health. Yeah, no, I please talk so much about it cuz like I um I definitely I want everyone to know and I want to know all about this. Um and I feel like yeah, I only know of it as far as like stuff to add to a nutritionless diet like you should eat sauerkraut, you should eat this, but like I don't know what you know to to reverse problems. I hear people talking about stuff like that or like um whatever you know but what talk about it please <laughs> yeah i mean it's i've been really connecting some dots and so you know learning all about like the microbiological communities that live within fertile topsoil and and how key that microbiology is for the plants it it literally allows uh nutrients to yeah it, it it literally allows nutrients to become um bioavailable so that microbiology actually processes nutrients and allows the plants to like uptake the nutrients and really what that does is it feeds the plants immune system and your immune system you know when you're growing up like you know you think about like what when does your immune system come up in conversation it's like oh if you're getting sick you drink some orange juice to get like some vitamin c to boost your immune system or whatever but there really wasn't a lot of uh you know information available for for people about just how key your immune system is in every single way it's it's like it's like your life source it's it's so important to have a healthy immune system and and these plants so so i'll talk about plants for another minute but then i'm going to bring it back to like humans because we're we're very connected like humans and plants yeah. and so learning about you know so i was here working for coastal sun and learning all about microbiology and like regenerative farming and how the microbiology makes uh, nutrients bioavailable so that the plants can uptake that nutrition um, so that they can have healthy immune systems. And then when they have these healthy immune systems, it, it gives them all kinds of benefits. Um, they can create these like uh, these like phytochemicals and these terpenes that like can attract beneficial insects and that can like deter pests like it gives them these natural defense systems like these natural beneficial systems and it allows them to thrive out there in the world having this immune system allows them to you know um, resist disease and do all these really amazing things that plants are totally supposed to do out in nature. And when these plants lost access to that microbiology, they they their immune systems were compromised. And and then what that ends up meaning is that it ends up being a plant that has uh, doesn't have a healthy immune system 
it ends up not really being able to survive out in nature. It relies on these chemicals and these fertilizers. And at the end of it all, you end up with like a, you know, piece of fruit or vegetable that's like devoid of nutrition. So you can actually link the microbiology in the soil to our gut biology. It's really the same thing. And that's what I've really been putting together. And the funny thing is, is that like the pandemic actually, um, you know, allowed me to, to see some interesting correlations between plants and humans. And um, the, the word immunocompromised didn't really even come up a lot until like COVID, you know, like I've heard that word 4,000% more since yeah, COVID totally. than I did before that. Whoa. Like more people are now like, you know, focused on the immune system. Hi, everybody. If you like this podcast or just like being nice, please go subscribe, like, and save this episode. If you like being really, really, really nice, go check out our Patreon page. There you will find a veritable breeding ground for cool and secret podcast and Death Valley Girls content. Thank you. Yeah, I think I I think uh, just want to throw this in an important thing about that is that I think the connection between we're there's no there's only connection between mind and body it's the same it's the same thing we're not it's not like it's cut off here and this is like one nutrition needy area and this is another but like i think people are finding that immunocompromised um people a lot of it also is sorry but trauma stored trauma um just Mm -hmm. movement of uh stuff through your body and I think your gut is like where you hold all a lot of that it's like you think I'm depressed that's in my head but it's like no it's in your stomach like you can get sick in different places of your body for different things and I think your body yeah attacking itself starts from yeah what you're saying is like your stomach and your um and and just you're not being connected to the type of animal you are like you wouldn't feed a dolphin dog food you know it wouldn't that you just wouldn't do that yeah. you wouldn't even think of it or you wouldn't feed uh your goldfish like cat food it just that's not the right food for that kind of animal and it's just so weird that we're not eating the right food for our kind of animal but we just don't we're just like i love french fries which is fine to eat some of those things but i think yeah it's just like what you're saying is just like food is meant to be eaten the the way it was meant to be eaten, not just because like oh, I'm on a health kick or I'm some hippie. It's like, yeah, you that's what kind of food our kind of animal eats. It's not like and I but I didn't know and that's so cool about like how um, foods used to have more nutrition and like one carrot before isn't the same as one carrot now. Cause like my parents or older folk are like, I'm not buying organic. Like I never bought it before. I'm not buying it now. And it's like, well, maybe it didn't need <laughs> to be organic. Like 50 years ago, they only made like a thousand apples in America. And like you got one and it was, you know, not mass produced now, you know, you know, but it's just like, um, it's just interesting to be like the definition or the defining splitting between like organic or the importance of organic stuff even though not all all organic stuff is good but just the idea that like it isn't as nutrient dense and and that makes sense uh in every way um but yeah like can you yeah you were explaining how that all relates like i didn't know plants have immune systems um yeah they do we're so similar honestly you know um so just like how plants have that microbiology how how they need that microbiology in the soil we need the microbiology in our gut and it's really important it's going to process the nutrients uh from the food we eat and make it bioavailable you know it it makes those nutrients um, uh, able to get absorbed into your bloodstream and then really 
getting uh, all those like vitamins and minerals into your bloodstream effectively means that, you know, you're able to um, nourish your immune system. You're able yeah. to maintain a healthy immune system. And like you were saying, I mean, it's all, it's all very, very complex, like, you know, trauma and uh, the, you know, how much you sleep and um, anxiety and stress. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And, you know, if you start eating organic vegetables, it's not like overnight, you're gonna, <laughs> you know, have like all your traumas will be healed and stuff like that. But there is this amazing link between like your, your, your gut biome and then the nutrition that you feed your body um, and, and, and how you're able to maintain a healthy diversity of, of beneficial bacteria in your gut. So what, what, what I'm understanding is that, um, you know, really uh, diversify the fruits and vegetables that you eat. So it is good to eat organic foods when you can, just because they're going to be more nutrient dense. And, um, the more you can get them from a farm where they were like just harvested, where it's, it's closer to you, you know, that's really like a win-win for everybody. Um, but then I've, I've really been understanding that like on your plate of food, um, you know, for every meal, it should really be like, 75% like produce, um, and all different colors. So what I've like, when a, when a fruit or a vegetable is a different color, it means that it has like a different set of phytonutrients in it. Yeah. Um, I, and I feeding. Oh, sorry. I, I exclusively oh, no, no. ate orange food until I was like 20, like only, <laughs> only carrots, like goldfish, pizza, grilled cheese, like quesadillas, nachos, like yeah. exclusively ate orange food. Um, but sorry, go ahead. I just always think that's so funny. Like, I didn't yeah, totally. Me too. Me it. too. And, and really, <laughs> yeah, really like, um, in America, just like how like cows for whatever reason, just are such a thing, you know, and yeah cow milk, you know, like it's like milk is cow's milk, even though there's like tons of different milk, uh, types out there, but it's like, we just, we committed to cows and cow's <laughs> milk. And we also committed to certain fruits and vegetables. Like we committed to like iceberg lettuce, maybe spinach. If we're feeling really healthy, we're on a health kick. We're like, you know, I'm going to eat spinach yeah. tonight, you know, and, and that's going to be my like big healthy salad for the month. But you know, there's like, like oranges, apples, apples, oranges, um, bananas. There's like these fruits and vegetables that we all feel comfortable with, but it's really been cool because I've been seeing more, I think when you open your eyes to it, um, and you kind of have the knowledge that, you know, I need to be eating a, a more diverse, like a uh, spectrum of fruits and vegetables so that I can get more different sorts of phytonutrients into my body so that right. I can feed this gut bacteria so that I can feed my immune system. Well, and, um, if you really look for it, it's out there, you know, there's like really crazy fruits and vegetables, um, that, that have all these different kinds of colors. Like uh, speaking of orange food, have you ever seen the cauliflower that's like orange? Yeah. I love cauliflower. <laughs> I love all of those. Yeah. No, I think just talking about being creative with your eating or just trying to look for it is like I decided um that I wanted to learn how to cook better so I was like oh I'll just do it by its stuff season wise so then I'll just like learn a million ways to make like my favorite is that like and maybe this isn't local and maybe I'm a bad guy but uh the like delicata <laughs> squash have you ever seen those, those like, oh yeah yeah for sure I love those so much so I was just like once those came like I find something that I love each month and I just like explore it. And I think that that's a fun yeah. and like for me, at least it's a cheap way to like um, eat healthy, but I do want to uh, say for if anyone is listening and feels like 
this is annoying or something. I do want to say that, or it's like, I've tried it and it doesn't work like getting off of whatever kind of diet or onto another. It's like, I think this stuff, what we're talking about isn't a diet. It's the way you're supposed to eat. And like, when you get off of the food you used to eat, like for me, I, we had a healer on our podcast a few weeks ago and she was doing a diet because of um, inflammation or is that inflammation when you're, Mm -hmm. yeah, she inflammation. And uh, she was like, sorry, I'm just like um, shedding so much right now. I'm really sensitive. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I realized when I went on uh, more like trying to be eat what a human's supposed to eat, not like a two-year-old or a five-year-old supposed to eat. Um, I realized you shed, you're not just shedding like outside weight, but you're shedding. um, There's like these foods make you numb, whether or not you know it. I didn't know it at all, but I just like just eating processed foods exclusively, like it makes you numb so you can keep eating that stuff, but you have no like natural defenses. And as someone that tours everything else, it's like you just eat this food and it makes you numb and you're not reactive and you're tired and you're whatever. And, um, but stopping doing that and eating like healthy and whatever, even a little bit healthier. If you cut out, like I cut out, I just became vegan instantly. And like, uh, and that had its own set of issues where it was just like very emotional. Cause I didn't have the numbness of like, I just want grilled cheese or whatever is your like, <laughs> not that there isn't a vegan comfort food, but it's like you have in your mind these foods and there's there, you have a reward system in your head. Uh, you know, your reward system wants you, your, your body wants to eat the most cal- calorically dense food possible because we're animals that don't know when we're going to get fed next. So we want to eat like nutrient rich seeming stuff, which these fake foods like provide like 3000 calories in one bite or whatever it is. And it's like, but you, it's hard at first. And you feel like it's, it's hurting you at first. If you're like, I'm going to introduce lots of vegetables and beans and all of these healthy things. It's like, just wanted to say that like, yeah, at first it doesn't feel good. It's not like you wake up after not eating meat for a week and you're like, I'm going to run through the hills for three days. It's like, you're like, you're (laughs) shedding like a lot of, you're shedding the layer that keeps you dull and numb. And like, um, Mm -hmm. that it's the same reason people drink or smoke or whatever is like to stay sort of numb. So you don't aren't as sensitive. And like, it's the same with food. Um, and I think if you eat more, just, just want people to know that, like, I didn't experience like bliss after this. Like I, I was, it was, I became more sensitive, more, um, sad, more like, uh, affected, but then it, it turned, it kept turning even more and more and more. And now I feel like healthy and strong and I don't, I'm not dull and I'm not numb down to like this shit. And if I do eat like, um, like a Snickers bar or something, it isn't the same before as it's like, this is a reward for you. It's kind of like, this isn't, this isn't a reward for you. Like something nutritious and delicious is now a reward, which is crazy. Cause I'm like a junk food junkie, but now, you know, I'm just want people <laughs> to know it's not like, this isn't some like button that I press. And now I'm like some freak it's like a process that anyone can kind of go through and yeah I wonder what it's like gonna be like going on tour because yeah you order a salad in most places in this country and it's it comes with cheese and meat and ranch and yeah like not the stuff you want on a salad yeah and that's a that's a big issue that access you know that's like because you can have this knowledge and it's and and what you just said is incredibly wise you know <laughs> and you. it you got to like you really got to start slow like you got to get out of this mindset that you can lose 20 pounds like in a week or that you know you need to like change everything just to like kind of reset yourself and then you can go back like you really i think small steps is great and yeah. just take teeny steps teeny little steps like 
that's what I've been doing as well. You know, I've been taking little steps. Um, I'm actually not super good with big changes at once. <laughs> like I like, I like to take it real slow. That's good to know about um, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but that access is a big issue. And that's actually something that Coastal Sun is trying to figure out. Um, like we're trying to do our due diligence, not only with um, growing, you know, nutrient dense crops, but also trying to make it more accessible. And because that's like, that's another really big step because that's what mass production created was like yeah. a lot of access, but how good is access when it's not like actually making you healthy or nourishing you? Right. Um, so it's really access to nutrition. That's like the, the name of the game right now. Like how do we not only create more nutrient dense foods but how do we get those foods to the people more effectively and i can't even imagine touring and i mean it's cool when you're at home you know you're a creative person so it's really cool that you're like cooking and trying different things like working with different foods learning about them learning about how they treat your body um but going on tour like that's got to be so hard i mean like you know, you can't pack like, you know, 50 salads before you head out and like <laughs> eat one a day. I mean, yeah. it's hard. It's got to be so hard to get. And also it's expensive, you know, health, healthy food. That's something I run into is like, like, uh, you know, the best grocery store we have around here with just super fresh produce and you can tell it's nutrient dense. It's also like pretty expensive. So, yeah. um, I can't even imagine how you can find all that nutrition out there on tour. You know, it's got to be really challenging. Yeah. I mean, we, the only thing you can really do on tour is like go to Whole Foods. That's like the closest thing to eating actual, not to be mean, like I get it. Like I, we didn't care about that, but it would be like after three weeks, you'd be like, I think I need to eat like something green from not a restaurant like it needs this is serious mm -hmm. like you know because you do yeah. you just start it's like a drug like you just start like kind of slowing down and you're just like and you're you know it's just <laughs> you know you're like it's I would never have noticed the difference except that we didn't go on tour so I would I had the opportunity to be like you know, and getting sick, I had the opportunity finally for the first time to just be like, how does my body usually feel? Like I didn't have COVID, but I had a fever for four months and I was like, is this normal? Wow. Like I just had a really long time to be like, are you okay today? Like what's happening is, you know, and just, uh, I didn't know where it was coming from. So I really had a good, uh, it was a good opportunity to be like, what's up like with your body and what works and what doesn't. And when you're sick, you're like, you will do anything to feel better. So I tried, I tried everything that I could think of. And like, um, I did learn you do need vitamin B. You can't just like become vegan and not take supplements. Cause <laughs> I just was like shaking all the time. I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything's a balance, but yeah, on tour it's, it's weird because in Europe, all of the gas stations have like the best food ever, like just like roasted wow. stuff and beautiful, like, and it's all, it's local. It's like that little town's cuisine is at every gas station. And it's, you know, it's uh, and you can get a glass of wine or beer or whatever that their, you know, town is into. Um, but I think that that's just the main thing here is that it's like, there is little places, pockets here and there where it's like you get sweet tea with um, your lunch or whatever. But like in other places, it's like everywhere you sit down, you, you know, drink your green tea, drink this, drink that. It's like there's no cultural precedent set for how we eat. So everyone just goes to uh, convenience and convenience isn't uh, healthy. Um, but I think it's. Yeah. It's super cool what you're doing, because when you were talking about the cut flower farm, I was like, oh, no, like there's probably a bunch of bees that really loved it there. Um, 
and they probably love flowers the best, but now they're probably there again, loving your blueberries or do they like, yeah, Anna? do bees eat or do they? Well, yeah, we, um, <laughs> a really, really, a really, really good, um, well, you could say a bad aspect of conventional farming is the lack of biodiversity, you know? So like yeah. if you go to big farms, it's just like a, a sea of like one type of plant. And so biodiversity really creates resiliency and it, it's all like really connected. Like when you create a, a, uh, very diverse community of microbiology in your gut, that's going to make you and your body more resilient. Um, when you help the soil, um, you know, at your farm to, to build a, a diverse community of microbiology, it's going to help the plants be more resilient. And biodiversity really equals resiliency even culturally, you know, um, when we grow up in communities that that have like a diverse spectrum of personalities and, you know, types of people and types of practices, it allows you to kind of, you know, build a, a more diverse like um, perception and paradigm of like the world. And it helps you to be more resilient. And so diversity really equals resiliency. And so at the farm, that's really what we've been doing a lot is um, every year we're adding in more biodiversity. So like at first we were putting like, um, like companion plants, like beneficial plants, we would like put them around the outside of like, you know, the crop and, you know, brought in like bees and it brought in beneficial insects and stuff like that. And then we started making these like um, insectary rows. So literally it'll be like a row of cannabis, row of cannabis, and then like a whole row of like sweet alyssum or like phacelia, these really great beneficial plants. And so that'll bring like beneficial insects and bees out um, throughout like the entire garden. And then we created these hedgerows, which are like uh, native plants that just go like that are just there all the time. And, and, you know, we designed them so that they would flower at different times of the year. And, um, and, and really there's been a very strong correlation between um, biodiversity. The more biodiverse the farm is, the more naturally resilient it is to um pest problems you know right. pest issues are real on farms like yeah bugs no, I, and i lived on they're a farm. they're mean yeah they, yeah like, yeah they don't around <laughs> for sure that yeah. yeah they they're really hard for the plants to deal with um but if you can actually create like an ecosystem a balanced ecosystem where you have, you know, lots of benefit, just as many beneficial, because really bad insects, they're a part of the cycle, you know, yeah. um, bad insects give beneficial insects something to munch on, you know, it's like <laughs> the circle of life. Yeah. So you really, the more you can create um, this super biodiverse ecosystem at a farm, um, you know, totally the more, uh, the, the better your plants will be, the more resilient everything will be. And like, bees love cannabis. They're always zooming around <laughs> the cannabis fields yeah. and, you know, but they're also zooming around because we have like all these different, um, we started with like alyssum and, um, you know, a few different other types of beneficial plants. And now we have like, us dozens of different types of beneficial plants that we use um and it's really funny because it's it just like it, it's just looking more like a hippie grow every day you know it's yeah. just like there's so many different plants everywhere we literally have a person at the farm that's like dedicated to creating that biodiversity and she also makes these like amazing compost teas and different things that like feed and charge up the microbiology in the soil so cool. and it, it really is 
just leading to healthier and healthier and healthier and healthier plants. And then, and then those plants, you know, those healthy plants that have strong immune systems, they develop all these beneficial compounds naturally, like terpenes and flavonoids and, um, and then cannabis, especially like cannabinoids. Um, and then when we ingest those plants, um, that nutrition is passed on to us and that's the nutrition that we've been missing for like a generation or two that is going to feed our immune system and help us to actually be very resilient people so that we don't have to rely on on you know like uh the more we can just kind of slowly move over like you were saying, just take small steps and, and see if you can find like organic food or, or locally grown food. And then you'll start to like, almost like crave that nutrition. And then like the other big thing is just the sugar. Like you've mentioned it several times and, you know, there's been like a massive sugar problem and I think it causes a lot of inflammation and it's addictive. It's very addictive. Um, we just had Halloween and, <laughs> I remember on Halloween, like I had like a three pillowcases full of like, Oh, wow. Like the best. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I lived in a neighborhood, like the parents were just slinging, slinging candy at us. Very, very traditional. Yeah. But like, aside from my like teeth, like rotting out of my face, you know, like (laughs) after eating all the candy that is like so addictive. You're just, um, Sugar, I've also found like there's almost like two big, I think two really big items like to trying to just have a like a healthier lifestyle and really trying to build your immune system so that you're more resilient is like, you know, trying to eat more nutrient dense foods and and a diversity of foods, different colors, um, you know, just just experiment like less starches and meats on your plate and just more fruits and vegetables, but then also sugar, like avoiding sugar. Um, and it gets a little easier the more you do it, like the less sugar you eat, the more you realize how addictive it it is because like, I'll go days and days and days and days without really eating any sugar. And I won't even think about it. And then I'll be out there one day and I'm like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll like, walk by like the ice cream parlor or whatever. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, I'm going to get like some ice cream. I've been so good. And, and then I'll eat it and then it'll be, you know, I'm like, okay, this is great. And then the next day I'm like craving it again. You know, it it really is like such a slippery slope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, there is, I think it's like most things is like moderation is good, but, um, the nature of, of sugar and salt is so addictive that like, if you get off of it, like if you give yourself an opportunity to get off of it, you'll start to notice that things are over sugared or over salted. And then that will yeah. start to kind of be gross. Like you'll be like, Ooh, I don't like that. And it, yeah, it's, everything's a yeah. little bit hard at first, but I think it's worth it. Um, obviously it's worth it and not just good for your body, but good for the world um, good for the earth. And it's like the easiest way to, um, give back or the, the, the coolest thing you could do, um, is be nice to the earth. And the easiest way to do that is with what you consume and what you, where you put your money. Um, and I think it is expensive, but I think there's, I think it's like, yeah, even if you committed to like, just going to like a farmer's market or something like, once a month, even instead of like, wherever, you know, I think you'd find it's not that much more expensive. And it's so much more yummy. um, And so much more Mm -hmm. better for uh, this earth that we live on that there's aren't any other like it, not nowhere exactly like it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, like, scale nutrient dense farming and you know so like a lot of organic farms and and really just like local farms you know a lot of local farms are growing nutrient dense foods um you know if they're not using like synthetic fertilizers and you know if they are the like cover cropping and doing different things to to build the soil and to have fertile topsoil um you know like 
a lot of kind of boutique, small family owned farms grow nutrient dense food. And, you know, when you're growing up and like your neighbor has this apple tree and they're delicious and, you know, there's a lot of like natural nutrient dense foods out there. But what we're really trying to do is scale it in a way that, you know, there's a lot of biodiversity and, and, but there's also like a lot of output, like there's a lot of plants being grown. And we believe that if we keep going in this direction, we can figure out how to grow more nutrient dense food um, for less money and that we can therefore make it more accessible for the people. And that's because really that's the heart of the whole thing is access to nutrition. Because, you know, we can be sitting here all day being like, hey, we grow nutrient-dense plants. Yeah, what's up? You know, (laughs) like um, you can get stoked on that. But like but like um, it doesn't really help much if people can't afford it. And so like Coastal Sun, so with the cannabis, um, we're actually – we're building the soil. Um, we're, you know, the, the soil's just getting more microbiologically rich every year. It's just yeah. building on itself. Um, the ecosystem is getting more diverse, more resilient every year. There's more like birds and beneficial insects that are just calling it home. And then we're we're not having to buy these like expensive pesticides and synthetic fertilizers and we're really grooving in a way that um, we're able to grow these plants with uh, with a lower overhead cost. You know, the the sheep and the lambs are like munching on the cover crops and and like you know preparing the fields for us with their little hooves and stuff, and <laughs> that so that we don't have to have like big expensive tractors yeah. and machinery. And the goal is, we really truly think that we can. Because it's necessary. It's necessary to human health. We truly believe that we can figure out how to grow nutrient-dense plants for less and then pass those savings on to the people. So like Coastal Sun Cannabis, you know, we do flowers and you can get an eighth for like... um, we hope like $25 to $30 out the door. That's the goal. And this is organically grown cannabis. You know, it's it's nutrient rich. It's full of like cannabinoids and terpenes and all kinds of really good, good stuff for your body and your immune system and your endocannabinoid system. And uh, we don't want to stop at cannabis though. You know, we want to find ways to grow lots of different uh, fruits and vegetables that are, that are, that, that are rich in nutrients and then the really big goal is to get it out there at an accessible price. Like I'm thinking of myself, you know, like being a little kid in like a food desert and just, you know, thinking about how you don't have opportunities to thrive. You know, you don't have healthy food like we need, you know, health is a human right. You, you, should, you should get the opportunity to be healthy. I think if more people had the opportunity to be healthy, more people would be healthy. When you're healthy, you, you can contribute, you can thrive, you can find like the highest version of yourself. And, um, we all have beautiful, different brains. We all have amazing, cool skills, interests. And if we really could be healthier as a people, you know, I think it would really, really help us to push through a lot of different issues and it would help people to be more fulfilled and um, just to be happier and healthier, like the way that nature intended. Um, So like that (laughs) access to nutrition, that's what's up. Like that's totally what we're doing up here in Santa Cruz is trying to scale accessible nutrition. Yay. Well, thank you so much. That's so cool. There's nothing uh, cooler. Um, And uh, I do think that, um, yeah, we came here and everything was kind of fine and they were doing their thing here with the land and it was like thriving and we brought, we being um, wherever Americans came for, came from and, you know, it kind of, uh-huh. 
got away from the lands and got away from the kind of animal we are. And uh, yeah, I think it's so cool that you're helping um, bring that back. Um, and and yeah, and, and you know, nobody wants to be unhealthy, um, but no, we're not taught how to be healthy. So thank you for being a leader of um, a new generation of people that know what being healthy is and actually making the foods to, um, and, and figuring out how to create a farm and a, a system that could, that could, that will save the world. So thank you so much for coming on here. Is there anything else you wanna tell the humans before you go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, thank you so much for having me on, you know, and um, I'm a super fan of the girls. Uh, I saw you all at Noise Pop la last year, 20, 2020, right? Yeah, and, that um, was our last show. Mind Explosion. Yeah, y'all are incredible. Like, just, I just absolutely loved you so much. Me and the whole team, we loved y'all so much. Um, one of our favorite bands that we saw the whole time. And um, I love y'all so much. You know, we, we're big fans and we love following your story. And, you know, we're, we're huge, hugely supporting you from out here. And um, yeah, if, if any of your community um, wants to support Coastal Sun and be a part of the Coastal Sun community, we would love to have you. Um, if you go on Instagram, it's yeah. Coastal Sun Farm. Yeah. And, um, you know, really active on there. Uh, coastalsunfarm.com is our is our website that you can go check out. We have some really super exciting things in store. We're yeah. working on this like really cool rebrand. And uh, we're really trying to literally just be as disruptive as we can when it comes to big farming and big issues. And so we're, we just keep pushing, pushing. So definitely yeah. check us out. Uh, and um, yeah, the more support, the better. And um, we love our community. We try to throw the support right back at you. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being supportive of us. You know, it means a whole lot to us and for having me on today um, to let me like you know, throw all these words at your community. It yeah. really is like an yeah, honor and I, I feel so blessed. <laughs> yeah, no way, the truth is here. And thank you for sharing it. Um, Thank you so much for coming and uh, keep in touch, please. Okay, sounds great. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>